So today's Global Bandroom podcast is a little different. Um, a number of months ago, almost a year ago, I had a guest on the show that um, was uh, someone that we all know in the bandroom, Kathy Lakuta. Uh, we spoke for probably the longest interview that I did on the podcast, and we had a lot of fun talking about her music and her travels. Um, and Kathy, of course, is Ukrainian and has been keeping us all up to date on what's happening in her hometown right now. And uh, unfortunately, um, she was also keeping us up to date on her mom, who passed away recently as well. Um, we have had some good news in recent days where Kathy and her family have been able to get her mother-in-law out of, uh, out of Ukraine. And um, I am delighted to be able to talk to her today and find out um, about what's happening with, with with everything right now, Kathy. How are you, and how is your family right now? Uh, hi, Keith. Thank you so much for having me over. It's always such a pleasure talking to you. It's always very soothing and uh, comforting, and like a warm hug. Um, <laughs> so, my family in Ukraine are um, everybody is dealing with the situation in their own way. Um, I have. Um, uh, my father-in-law um, is um, cannot be um, evacuated from the country until August when he turns 60. So it's the law in Ukraine okay. right now that men aged between 18 and 60 have to stay in the country in case they need to join the army. I don't think my father-in-law right. would be particularly useful for the army because he has a pretty bad back, but uh, still the, the ruler the rules, so he has to stay. And to be honest with you, he doesn't want to go anywhere. He doesn't even want to go downstairs to the bomb shelter. He's really annoyed that the whole situation really pissed and he just wants to stay um, in, you know, keep working on his computer and stay in his living room and um, keep doing his routine and support the army by donations um, in, in any way that he can. Um, my dad uh, is overseas at the moment. He left uh, Ukraine a couple of days before it all started. So it was kind of a, a lucky, you can say, work trip. And um, so mm -hmm. he He's just um, traveling at the moment. And um, my mother-in-law is actually currently in uh, Western Ukraine. So um, okay. her partner her partner needed some um, uh, medical help before they would be able to leave the country. And he's getting it now. And uh, they're planning to leave um, in the next day or two. We're helping them with that and we're organizing um a trip for them to one of the neighboring countries to safety and, uh, you know, accommodation there and um, all that. God knows how long it's going to take. Um, but uh, I'm extremely grateful to um, my dear friend, Caitlin Beauvais, who um, decided to organize a fundraiser to get first my mom and mother-in-law, but now just my mother-in-law and her partner to safety um, and evacuate them from Kiev, uh, which is extremely dangerous at the moment. And uh, I'm extremely mm -hmm. grateful to everyone in the band community who supported it so um, generously and um, 
genuinely and uh, wrote messages of support um, and compassion. Um, it really is the the you know the the musical community and the the wide circle of uh, friends and with, uh, with a lot of them from the band community. Um, they're really pulling me out of uh, this tragedy every day, little by little, and I'm extremely grateful for that. You know when when this kicked off um initially and obviously there's been it's been building to this for months um but when the invasion first started kathy i i know um we were hearing from you on a an hourly basis and on a daily basis and it seemed like looking back on it now two weeks later even at that stage we probably didn't realize the extent of what was going to happen It, it must it must be so difficult as you're seeing images in recent days of your hometown now as well, places that you grew up, places that you you learned to be the person that you are and, and the musician that you are right now. Yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. To be honest with you, it's surreal. And uh, even the death of my mom, it, it's been feeling... Um, because I can't be there and I can't give her proper mm-hmm. burial and um, say proper goodbye. I, um, it's been a bit of an out-of-body experience. And uh, with the war, you know, I'm really worried about everyone I know there and every street and every uh, monument and just everything that I um love so dearly about Ukraine but also about every single person even from the parts of the country that I've never visited I feel so sorry for everyone there because this is just so unfair and so heartbreaking just like a couple months ago I was feeling about um, these poor women and children in Afghanistan um, who were trying Mm -hmm. to jump you know hold on to an airplane um, to leave this hell, but in Ukraine it's different because n- nobody wants to leave. They all like even my mother-in-law when she um, finally left Kiev and she went to the safety of Western Ukraine, which at that time was still very safe uh, a week ago or so. She was writing to me the next day and uh, calling me and. Uh, crying and saying that she wants to go back to Kiev and I had to kind of fight with her and tell her that no you can't go back to Kiev but uh, she was saying but Mm -hmm. it's my home I have this and that there so it's um, people in Ukraine and it's harder for uh, um, people in a lot of other countries to understand that but like for my family for example I'm at least six generation of Ukrainians on both sides Um, so people have been living on that land for so long and they've been growing their food and and you know the um everything that uh, they associate themselves with that land so much they Mm -hmm. never associate themselves with the politicians of that country um but they associate themselves with the land and with the nature and uh with um the monuments and everything and so yeah it's um (laughs) i've been telling people that it's our own individual kind of hell um obviously it's much harder for people who are there on the ground but for us it's also hard to see from so far away and not being able to do much to help we we talked a little bit before the uh, recording uh, about this idea of of it almost feeling like a 
domestic abuse situation where you feel powerless to do something about it, um, Kathy. Um, I, I thought that was a, a very poignant analogy. Um, it, it, that must be incredibly difficult to not to feel like you can't do much where you are right now. And and I know that feeling is shared by um, musicians uh, around the world as well that would like to help. And sometimes maybe as musicians, we feel both um, powerless um, and, and, and yet we know how important our music and, and, and our art form is, right? Uh, you know, we see this um, video of the military band playing outside the opera house at, in, in Odessa. Um, music can be powerful, but it but sometimes it does feel powerless, right? Yes, yes. So it's it's both. Yeah, it was um, oh, going back to the domestic violence comment. Yes, that's how I feel because uh, I feel like the world is doing so much to help Ukraine and to support Ukraine, even though President Zelensky was begging the West to implement these sanctions a couple of months before the war actually started, in which case they may have um, been um, much more effective. But um, anyway, I mm-hmm. feel like we're pulling women and children and getting them to safety, which is nice, but it almost feels like a situation with domestic violence where you are relocating um, a woman and the family and uh, um, if, if a man, um, you know, it's not always men but quite mm-hmm. quite of often course. men is is the uh, aggressor so it feels like the women and the children are being removed instead of taking the uh, holding men to account uh, the aggressor to account so this is very distressing and um we'll see when this is gonna end but with music yeah um sometimes you know several people contacted me and um several musician friends and they were extremely nice they said oh look if you would like to um, speak through music and if you would like to write a piece about the situation we would be really happy to play it we would record it for you straight away and we have the availability we'll find um, a way to record it and promote it etc which I really appreciate but I don't feel like writing anything um, right now like I I feel like I I have to start and I have commissions waiting but uh, sometimes you just don't feel like music coming out at the same time um it brings me back, this is very different, but in a way, it brings me back to um, the situation we had in 2020 here in Australia with bushfires. Um, when I was supposed to be writing this piece for a CBDNA premiere by UMKC Wind Ensemble and Denise Tryon, and uh, was a dream project, and I just couldn't write anything because I couldn't hear colors, because I, all I could hear in my head was the screaming of those poor koalas that are being burned to death. And then I mm-hmm. started, and then I started, um, I decided that I would try uh, to put a call on Facebook. Um, in my community saying that if you buy my scores, I'll send you the scores and I'll donate 100% to the wildlife rescues um, in Australia who help these burnt animals. And people started buying the scores immediately um, because everyone wanted to help. And once I collected several thousand dollars and I donated it, um, I felt like I started hearing music again. I felt like I could do something, um, you know, and um, then I had a similar situation 
a year later, uh, when I donated a large amount to um, kids suffering from domestic violence through um, mm-hmm. my piece, Planet B. And um, uh, that really helped as well. And so this year it's Ukraine's turn. And um, um, I uh, started, um, I, again, I put out the call on Facebook um, saying that my large ensemble pieces, the ones that are kind of easier to put together, uh, plus my orchestral piece, Rituals of Heartland, if people buy that music right now, um, first of all, it's a very good way to start a conversation with their musicians and with their audiences about Ukraine and Ukrainian culture, because my music has a lot of Ukrainian flair in it. Um, But also, um, I would donate 100% of the sales to the Ukrainian army, Red Cross, Voices of Children, and all those organizations. And uh, on Sunday, I gathered the money that um, I received for score sales uh, in the past nine days since I put that announcement, and I got $2,000. So I was extremely grateful for that, and I sent this um, donation to these organizations, and I felt much better. So even though it's an you know, hour by hour basis. That's how I see this situation at the moment. It really f- helps um, being supported so strongly and overwhelmingly in a very good way by the music community. So it 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 almost feels like like taking action is is needed first to kind of clear your mind to allow the 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 music to flow. Then at that stage. Um, uh, yes, I think so, because it's, um, well, it's interesting. At some point, I have to disconnect from the news. And uh, I've been told by some family members and my husband sometimes not to watch the news. But I feel like this is really, um, this is almost cruel of me not to do that. Even though the news are so depressing, I feel like I owe to people of Ukraine to be fully aware of what's happening there and of their um, heartbreak because they are there living it. And I'm here in the comfort of Australia. So the least I can do is watch what's happening to them and not close my eyes and not to say, oh no, this is too horrific. You know, I'm going to be better off um, and I'll sleep better if I don't know what's happening. So having said that, I have um, a performance of uh, my orchestral piece. I'll, I'll be playing the piano part in my orchestral piece, Rituals of Heartland, <clears throat> which is like basically a Ukrainian um, fairy tale. Um, I'm performing it this Sunday with Brisbane Symphony Orchestra. Um, this Sunday in Sunshine Coast and next Sunday in Brisbane here. And uh, I feel like I'll have to not watch the news and not open Facebook and all that, maybe for 20 four hours prior to the performance because I really need to just kind of chill and get myself into the right mindset because even just performing this piece at this time will be a very emotional experience Um, because to me this is what Ukraine sounds like basically that's that piece Um, so uh, yeah so it's it's complex and I feel like um, every bit of support that I get from band friends and musician friends in general um, really helps. Um, People are 
buying these scores to support the cause. They are talking to their students about what's happening in Ukraine, about my background, about what happened to my mom. And uh, um, I I don't want to make it self-centered, you know, it's not about me. But if they can have this conversation through my work, I think that's really important. Right. I, I mean, it's. It, I, I don't think you are making it about you at all, Kathy. I think what what is helpful to a lot of people is making a making things tangible um and and many band directors and musicians and students um are maybe able to get a little bit closer and empathize a little bit more with the situation because they know your work and 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 your your um your pieces um and i, I suppose on, on on that note we 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 talked a little bit about this um through true text you know many band directors are programming their spring concerts right now and and maybe even starting to look ahead maybe community bands are looking ahead to summer concerts and summer programs and uh, one of the things that we've noticed all around the world right now at the, at the moment is this idea of um maybe taking a step back from Russian art for the time being and, and maybe looking a little bit closer to uh, at Ukrainian art in support of, of Ukraine. Um, and you see very a lot of very well-meaning people uh, debating both sides of, of that. But I, I wanted to get your perspective on it, Cathy. Um, you know, orchestras, uh, and have, have there's a huge repertoire there of of you know the most famous and amazing uh, Russian uh, orchestral music and and probably less so in the band world but it does exist. How should band directors and, and musicians and directors in general uh, navigate that right now at the moment? Is is it is it helpful to maybe for now take a step back from? Russian art? Yeah, um, so this is a complex question, just like the situation itself, but I think in a way it is uh, black and white. So <laughs> when it comes to band, so I think mm. there is band and then there is music in general in this particular situation. And the reason for that is, <laughs> of course, it's you know easy for me to say um, people should just program more Ukrainian music for their band concerts. I'm the only Ukrainian band composer that I know. So, <laughs> And uh, I think one of the reasons for that is um, there is no wind band in Ukraine as such. I think I mentioned it in my um, the initial chat with you and uh, that, you know, when Cindy mm-hmm. Johnston-Turner approached me in 2007 and she said, I want you to write for my wind band. I said, what's a wind band? Um, and that's, that was my introduction <laughs> to wind band, <laughs> you know, so I'm the only Australian, Ukrainian band composer that I know. Um but uh, in in I, I think more broadly and and look if anyone wants to program Ukrainian music at the moment and start a conversation if they would like to contact me I'm happy right now to send perusal scores send demo recordings provide any information that I can record little videos for their students um, look I'm always happy to do that but right now I'm extra happy to do that because I think it serves this. Um, 
extra musical mission to allow the students to connect with Ukrainian culture. And I can tell them which of my pieces are more Ukrainian and uh, Ukrainian in this way or in that way and that are easier to put together or harder to put together. So I'm really um, willing, even though I'm extremely busy at the moment, I'm really willing to work with them and kind of um, Mm -hmm. do this together. And I'm making myself completely available for any chats um and taking it in any directions um i think when it comes to Mm -hmm. and and look i also i don't know that many russian band composers probably for a similar reason um i don't have an issue with russian composers in general or russian musicians as long as they come out and they um um denounce russia's behavior if they, uh, you know, if they say it is appalling what Russia is doing and they show us that they're clearly not on Russia's side in any way and they don't say, oh, look, uh, there are two sides to every story. There are no two sides to this story. And the, the civilized world knows this. So I think as long as people do that, they are my allies and they're the allies of Ukrainian people. They're on our side. And if anything, I think the situation brought us closer. Like I used to not want to speak Russian to people after 2014. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, now I actually don't mind at all because I see that language doesn't mean anything. People, so many people speak Russian, but they're writing to me and they're crying because my mom died, because what's happening. And and they're saying that they're hating Russia's behavior right now. So I think that we we shouldn't necessarily, like I don't necessarily hate every Russian person and people who are supporting Ukraine and um, um, are disgusted by Russia's behavior. I'm grateful to them. Having said that, if if people are programming uh, or if they had already programmed Russian classics, uh, then look, those composers will be okay. They're not going to, uh, most of them, if not all, are dead already. They're not going to miss their royalties or anything. Right. They're not going to be harmed in any way. Um, but we need to mm-hmm. think, we need to imagine all these people in, the, in um, orchestras around the world and in audiences. You know, statistically, at least a couple of those people will be Ukrainians. Imagine how they feel. They are barely finding it in them to come out, come to rehearsals, come to performances, or or uh, and you know if they have to play Russian mm-hmm. music, they will just feel extremely violated through their profession, um, through their conductor, through whoever is programming. So I think it's just it it's just not the right time. I think it's the right time to take a stand for a couple of months and see what happens afterwards, you know. And part of it, part of this conversation has been that, well, look, it's a one-man war. Um, It's Putin and whatever he's telling his troops they're doing. But Russian people, they're, uh, they're against this war, poor Russian people. And... I kind of believed it for a couple of days and then I um, read a lot of information, uh, listened to a lot of uh, well-trusted political podcasts and uh, did a lot of my own analysis and read to that of other people's. And I realized that, no, Putin actually has, even since the war started, he has 
over 70% support in Russia for mm. his actions. So, you know, it's it's not uh, like obviously a lot of people, especially the artistic elite, um, well-educated people, mm, smart, intelligent uh, uh, people from arts and uh, stuff like that, they are um, they they despise that behavior and they're crying with us and they are sending money to Ukraine and they're trying to help somehow and they're saying that they're ashamed to be Russians. And uh, there was, um, I watched this interview with this actress, um, her name is Leah Hijakala, um, who was in all the Soviet movies that I watched when I was a kid, you know, uh, and uh, she was yeah. just bawling her eyes out and she said that uh, she collected over a million of signatures from Russian artists um, saying, you know, actors and singers and whatnot, saying that they're so much against the war and they just hate this whole situation. And over a million of people of that caliber is amazing. But she said, we are such a minority here when it comes to this situation. And, uh, you know, it's so it's I, I think that when when there is the sentiment that, oh, the everyday Russians should not be affected by this. Um, they are affected by this because they created this monster and they supported him for over 20 years. And um, the, uh, Ukrainians are suffering from that. And so I think it's the least we can do in um, the, you know, it's kind of the most we can do also, but it's the least we can do as well <laughs> to um, show solidarity in the way that we know how. Well, and I suppose nobody's calling for, for a permanent ban or cancel. Oh, uh, no, of, not at all. This music either, right? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a temporary step back. Um, yeah. To, Look, to we're all playing German reflect. music right now. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Um, Kathy, uh, my my thanks to you for for coming onto the podcast today, and 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 thank you for all of your updates and and keeping us um, keep us informed with what's happening and, and the news that you're getting um, on a daily basis. Um, as I as I mentioned, sometimes just knowing someone from from the region and having performed their music and, and shared in their art just helps us all to maybe empathize a little bit more and um and i think you know you've got the entire band world and band community um following you and and, and wishing you the best right now at the moment too kathy i have a good example of this so um aaron bordner from um a band director from university of north florida um she i hope i remember the <laughs> the school correctly um she played uh, my media degrees um a couple of months ago and uh, her dad is from ukraine if i remember correctly and um she grew up in canada and she, um it, her family always honored ukrainian traditions um and culture and they celebrated all the holidays and erin and her sister um participated in ukrainian folk dance competitions and all that and they they wore folk um ukrainian outfits so ukrainian culture was a huge part of her childhood growing up and um she's completely devastated as well and uh, she was in touch with me because she knows that i'm ukrainian and then she said uh, you know she had this eureka moment she decided to just program 
home away from home and she she was so excited about it and she felt like this is um a way for us to have a conversation through the music you know the the in the best way we know how and uh have right. this ukrainian music that she can share with her students and somehow be connected to ukraine and um feel um, the same feelings together about the situation so to me this was extremely um meaningful and telling how um music can help us deal with these things or or you know we can um we can speak through music we can connect through music and we can um pass it on to the students and the audience well i thank you so much kathy for for talking to me today um my best wishes to you um to your family and um if people want to uh, support the um the donations that you're making through your music where where can they go to to find your music kathy yeah thank you so much so they can go to my website which is www.catherinelicuta.com was a catherine was a c uh and uh, there is a music shop button there and it's all done via paypal uh pretty easy a few clicks of a button if they would like a perusal score or a demo recording they can always email me my email address is there um currently i'm um, donating proceeds from all my scores that are sold on my website only um but not not through distrib- distributors and publishers um but uh yeah and and i'm happy to um send anyone my wind band catalog or advise them about difficulty level and um, um, individual challenges of particular pieces if they want to program something with a quick turnaround and few rehearsals and stuff like that so i'm very approachable and especially at this time and um, i just want students to experience ukrainian music right now and be somehow somehow feel like they are part of the history kind of thing of course, and um, uh, having having performed um, uh, home home away from home with the Irish Wind Orchestra, I can certainly say it's a it's a fantastic piece and something that I know um, students would very much enjoy too. Um, Kathy, thank you so much uh, again. My best wishes to you and your family, and uh, stay in touch. Thank you so much, Keith. It's always a pleasure. <laughs>